So it can be exciting. Sometimes it can be shit. It's dirty. It's hot. It's wet. And it's sticky. (laughs) That's right, Das Babes. Tonight, we're talking about sex. So this might get graphic, guys, and it might get quite awkward, but I can promise you that it will be fun. Mum, Dad, stop listening now. (laughs) Recorded in London, I'm Rabina Pavani, and I'm producing this episode of the Das Podcast to discuss sex. You've got to say it like that, like sex. Today I'm joined by a fellow sexual being, TV producer Charlie Braids. Are you ready, Charlie, to tell me about your deepest, darkest fantasies? Um, yes. <laughs> Only if you stop doing that voice because it's freaking me out. <laughs> Why do sexy voices have to be so weird? I know. It has to be like, uh, breathy. <laughs> like I've just run here. <laughs> and what are you wearing? V plates. So this is the story (laughs) of how I lost my virginity. (laughs) Settle in, guys. It's not a long one. (laughs) Um, So I was actually raised on the films of the American Pie ilk. (laughs) I did not think you were going to go there. I was like, what are you talking about? Being raised on something. Um, And I definitely believe that virginity is something that you should... Uh, like really want to lose with all your mates at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I actually did it because I was in love with my very ah. first boyfriend. And uh, we did it in my... I was at university, I was 19. And anyway. uh, <laughs> I did, I lit a candle and I wore a really nice dress and oh. I wore a nice bra and I put on some music in the background. I think it might have been Dawson's Creek soundtrack, oh, which I had at the time. I love that. I love that Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Played it in the background, and I thought it was going to be the most romantic, beautiful moment ever. <laughs> and it lasted about a minute. Um, and that's how I lost my virginity. That's Nothing, nice. No it was supposed to be really beautiful, but it was quite... I, I, I lay back and he did all the work. Yeah. Because I just that's what happens in movies, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just... I did my best... You know, lying back. I think I lay back and let other people do the work for the first five years of my sexual life, not really understanding that I could, could even move. Yeah, I just think there's no bit in American Pie where the girl's on top. So no. I just presume that's what happened. Okay, so I lost my virginity three weeks after my 15th birthday. Wow. And I was a fucking baby. I didn't know what I was doing. But basically, I let somebody finger me behind Barclays Bank. And um, when I was like 13 and I gave someone the most awful blowjob of all time when I was 14. So I felt like this was the next thing. So no sexual pleasure had been had by almost anybody I'd had any sexual contact with. But I was quite keen to lose my virginity because it felt like a dare. Like it felt like, yeah, I can do that. What? What? Sex? Yeah. I'm really into sex. I'm really horny. I used, to, I used to remember talking to people about being horny <laughs> all the time, but wasn't horny I wasn't masturbating I wasn't thinking about sex particularly I was just thinking like it'd be cool to have sex anyway I had a boyfriend and it was like nice like I really really I mean I was like head over heels with him 
um he wasn't so much with me unfortunately but we did have a nice relationship up to the point where we had sex and I was babysitting and I remember drinking Bailey's like a really large glass of Bailey's at the house I was babysitting at and I used to be able to stay over overnight and it was like a real amped up thing of like yeah we're gonna do it tonight what yeah that is I both remember... irresponsible and every man's sexual fantasy <laughs> the babysitter <laughs> I don't remember what I was wearing I probably had some really childish pyjamas on, actually. Hot. And I used to just get naked in sexual situations rather than have, like, sexy underwear at that time. And we put on the Craig David Born to Do It album. (laughs) (laughs) And all I could think about was, what does this look like from the inside of my vagina? I remember making some noises that I thought might be appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And being like, oh. Uh, Yeah. And afterwards being like... Um, he was like, I'm spent. And I was like, yeah, me too. And he was like, what? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it my means. Back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. So I wanted to start this, hopefully, quite graphic conversation by talking about something we're probably not supposed to talk about. That is uh, wanking. Are we allowed to say wanking for girls? Wanking for girls. I would probably not describe it. I've got other things written down here. What about flicking the bean? Oh my God, I'd never say that. Buffing the muff? No. What about double-clicking your own mouse? (laughs) No. I I don't even know what I'd say. I'd probably just go for like straight masturbation. Straight masturbation. I masturbated today. I'd never be like, I had a wank before I came. Wank, yeah. For me, wank, like, I don't know if you've ever watched those, like, puberty puberty videos where they, like, show a video of a guy wanking and you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's what wanking is. Yeah. But that's not what I do to myself because I don't have have that extra bit. I don't know. I feel like we're always taught to have quite polite conversation about sex. Yeah. Yeah. and I had, I saw this thing the other day that like women were told like they weren't even supposed to say, oh, I'm going to the toilet. They had to say, I'm going to powder my nose. They couldn't even yeah, reference yeah. the fact that they were going to do that. So it's like, I guess for a lot of my adult life, we should, I've been told to like stay away from talking about my vagina. Yeah. And also that women don't masturbate. Yeah. I didn't masturbate till I went to university and I went to like an Ann Summers party and it was like, a vibrator, what's that? What's that for? Why would you need that? And everyone started talking about their orgasms. And I was just like listening really intently. I was like, what? You fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> I have to get in on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I made a vow in my first year of university that I was going to masturbate every day until I had an orgasm. Because <laughs> I was like, all right, I need to start doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I started quite young, maybe like 14, 15, just like exploring my body. That's good, that's healthy. And I had quite an an overactive imagination, so I would often imagine Mm. that I was with various members of the Backstreet Boys, depending on (laughs) how you're feeling. feeling good. (laughs) Um, But I remember... I used to love Brian. Oh, really? He's sweet. Gentlemen. It was Nick Carter, AJ, Kevin. Those are my, oh, like... Yeah. Kevin? Kevin was, like, 50. <laughs> there was something about the older man when you're 14. <laughs> but um, I remember when I orgasmed for the first time because I was really shocked. <laughs> like, I thought I'd wet myself. Yeah. And also just had, like, hot flushes everywhere. And so I was like, I've broken my body. Because just I hadn't had any information that was going to happen. But it felt nice, right? Oh, my... It felt fucking incredible. But also scary when you haven't felt it before 
Like now I'm like, yeah, love that shit. But probably when I was younger, I was like, is this, is this sinful? Is this like morally cool yeah. for me to be getting so much pleasure out of my right hand? <laughs> even now though, I feel a little, not guilt, but like even after many years of, of masturbation, you st- I think you'll always have that slight guilt. Or when, even when you've had sex, just like, oh, I've just done something naughty. Yeah. And you go on the tube or something, it's like, people don't know what I've just done. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friend have a thing of, like, that moment that you decide that you're going to masturbate. You could be anywhere. You could be at work and be like, oh, I'm going to be at home alone tonight. Mm. I'm going to do that. And then you just get this look in your eye and you're like, yep. I know I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's like this wonderful thing where, like, to normally have sex, you'd have to, like, be with somebody and judge the moment when you're with them and see how you're both feeling and connect with them whereas with yourself you're like we're well, gonna do it i'm gonna do it tonight mm. here we go or somebody will like leave and you'll be home alone or you'll be on your way somewhere and you'll be like yep yeah, now's the time yeah it's a great feeling yeah, be, like, you get quite excited it's like you make an agreement with yourself to yeah be like tonight my friend <laughs> we're gonna have a great night <laughs> <laughs> gonna run a bath and whatever else Light a candle. <laughs> I like to be romantic. With I myself. light a candle. Yeah, like not just for masturbating, but I love lighting candles. Mm. It makes me feel lovely. Like scented candles. Mm. I find everything like between like the 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 touch of what the sheets are like, like clean, nice, soft sheets, scented candles, like nice music. All of it. Tone setting mm. is everything. Totally. I actually um, want to talk about... <laughs> it really is. I really think it is. No, I think it's important. I hope that like, men do that too. Do you think men set the tone? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if they love themselves as well. Well, they probably do. Because um, men everyone's wank different. more than women. That's a common misconception, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've only really talked about it to a few male friends. One of them says he, he did it like... How often do you masturbate? I mean, you're married, so you're Me? different. Me? Um, depends how what's going down mm. like a few times a week yeah i'd say i'm about three three to four but four I... is a good week <laughs> yeah i mean the time at university when i was going every day i felt oh. really healthy yeah. i felt really good like yeah my skin was glowing mm. oh for a life that you could masturbate every day <laughs> yeah this time i'm just like i'm quite tired <laughs> i've got a headache <laughs> i'm too tired for myself <laughs> also the nice thing about yourself is you can be as like dirty and disgusting as you like like you could have not had a shower for two days and yeah. you could still masturbate and it's fine whereas yeah. if someone else you've got to be like okay I'm gonna have a shower yeah this will <laughs> be nice yeah, exactly. let's make love whereas with yourself it's I don't fucking care it's I just, just want to like bash one out for <laughs> one of a better word bash one out I've so got you... ten minutes before I have to go out <laughs> have I got time <laughs> and now a fact a recent study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, it's a very good journal, uh, found that women only orgasm 62.9% of the time with a familiar partner, while men orgasm 85.1% of the time. Hmm. I wanted to talk about the orgasm gap. So the, the clitoris... Oh, so many gaps. Wage gap. <laughs> <laughs> orgasm gap. <laughs> <laughs> we can close these like, gaps. They're awful. Uh, so um, the clitoris, your clitoris, actually has eight times the amount of nerve endings you'll mm-hmm. find in the end, the head of a penis, yeah. which should tell you just how important it is. Yeah. One of the world's most popular free sites, Pornhub, which is visited by 156 million people every month, recently revealed that women make up a quarter of its global audience. So women are masturbating more. 
That's good. And there, but there's still an orgasm gap. Women are not orgasming. I just wanted to have a kind of discussion with you about why you think that might be. Well, I guess like the way for our generation, especially, and I'm sure it's it's similar now. It's like we've been taught about sex through the eyes of um, of sex with a man, like heterosexual sex, penetrative sex. Sex is when a willy goes in a vagina. Um. So, and the way we see sex on television, the way we talk about sex, the way that masturbation is so taboo, like it's no wonder that there's a gap because the world is set up to serve men. And if you're not feeling empowered in who you are and your own sexuality, like I had, I got taught about orgasms, like real proper orgasms from a group of women at a university that was predominantly women. And it's no wonder that women all get together for things like an Anne Summers party or like to to learn about kind of vibrators and sex toys and just like fingering yourself and understanding what you like you don't know unless you've spoken about it, unless you've heard about it and yeah for for me it was it was something i had to learn and teach myself rather than it just being known mm. i just i just didn't i don't know if i had my ears closed in sex ed or what but i I knew that women made noises during sex and I knew that women liked sex. And, and, you know, to a point I always did. But the first time I had an orgasm was like four years after I lost my virginity. And I'd had lots of different types of sex encounters, not just penetrative sex as well. Mm. And it's not like I never felt horny. Yeah. It was just that I never understood where I could take it or what I could do with it. Yeah, it's like that empowerment of feeling pleasure as well. That's something mm. like we're never encouraged to do. For me, growing up, sex was either painful or would get you pregnant. And that's yeah. just how you would think about it. It wasn't ever, hey, we can do this for fun, like my fun. Yeah. It was always about your partner's fun. You know, that whole like lie back and think of England. You know, you should give him a blowjob, make Who him feel amazing. that up? Lie back know. and think of England. I feel like it came from Bridget Jones. Maybe Some prick. <laughs> Some prick who's maybe a monarchist as well. What's happening there? <laughs> What's it doing for England to like let this 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 stupid person have dominance your over your body on my body, baby. I'm about to catch a body in a baby. I love the way you grand on me. Said I'm about to catch a body. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of virginity. So a lot of women now are, a lot of millennial women are having less sex and there's this idea of being kept pure and holding on to your virginity. Do you think there was ever a point in your life where you thought that was something that should be precious, your flower? I guess so. Um, I knew that everyone else felt like it, so it makes you feel like you should feel like it too. I hate, I just hated the, when you hit puberty, the, the way that men and women are separated and... I remember having sex ed and the boys being taken out and I don't know what they were taught but we were taught about periods and the fear of getting pregnant and STDs and keeping your virginity was really important and basically it's best not to have sex and yeah making sure that when you did you knew it was right and you knew that they loved you and to have sex with somebody who you really cared about but you didn't feel like loved you back was really hard for me to get my head around because mm. I thought that if I had sex with them they'd have to love me because that's what sex was right like a contract a yeah. binding contract a lock and key yeah that's an awful thing isn't it it was called a lock and key that was like a thing he puts his key in your lock or something and closes it up <laughs> I think he's got to open you unlocks up. it yeah unlocks you unlocks the door to mm. your heart or some shit yeah like all this awful stuff that you're just told when you're younger about like what it all means 
and that attaching so much meaning to it actually does give virgins some sort of power you know like Mm. in horror movies and stuff virgins always survive because if you have sex you know you will get murdered yeah that's like a classic movie trope and it being something you give away Mm. and when i was um when i was in peru recently there was like a a Corpus Christi parade and there were effigies of virgins and saints oh, and wow. everywhere we went it was like oh yeah it's this virgin it's like why is there so many virgins <laughs> and like people being sacrificed at the top of mountains of kind of ancient Inca traditions and it was like oh yeah they would have been a virgin powerful virgins yeah I kind of think that there is still a power that virgins hold like virgin blood I mean I don't mm. want virgin blood but there's still like a there's kind of like a mythical thing even me in like modern day 2017 i don't have any virgin friends that are my age Mm, i don't think i do either like i don't know any virgins over 18 virgins (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the kids in my life (laughs) it might just be like the circles we mix in but i know christian people do you think there's also a power in celibacy like so I am a sexual being and in my mind I think about sex regularly and sometimes I am working on something or in a meeting and I think about sex and just like flashes up into my mind <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah that was great you know flashback exactly a bit <laughs> of a flashback and I wonder sometimes if I had actually had the discipline in my mind to be celibate maybe I would get more shit done because sex actually I think slows you down as does being in relationships I think because then you give focus to a lot of other person another person you know so if you're thinking about having sex all the time or if you're horny, that does prevent you from, like, it just takes up a bit of your brain but space. But being celibate doesn't mean you're not horny, right? If you're celibate, are you having any self-love? Are you masturbating? Because I think if you're masturbating, you're probably all right. Whereas if you're not at all, that all that pent-up sexual, you know, if, unless you're asexual and you don't have sexual desires. But what about monks? Who have like a kind of, I mean a more of a like higher level of celibacy, like a mindful way of ruling out sex because they it not feel like... something you think about. Yeah, it'd not be a drive. It's like going against your human instinct mm. to want to have sex. Yeah. I don't know. I find it hard to think about that because it's so different to my experience. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I always think, oh yeah, they must be thinking about sex because I would be. Mm. they must be sexually frustrated they must have that on their mind well the suggestions that millennials are having less sex Mm. not because they don't have access to it it's just because they're choosing not to uh in the in the age of tinder and and dating apps where you can actually like just deliver sex to your door every night you know delivery sex to your door (laughs) but are they having sex with themselves because that's what I'd be interested in. Like, mm. are they masturbating? Are they just being more careful about their sexual partners? Because what we know from millennials and Generation Z is that they're much more morally driven than us. They're much more political. They're much more kind of socially active and socially aware, which kind of does lend itself to not being as uh, loose with their sexual preferences and being in committed relationships mm. and making kind of more balanced decisions than maybe people of our generation and the generation before might have done completely and similarly they are drinking less they are taking less drugs all of those things kind of stimulate kind of (laughs) narratives to end up in sex so you're right maybe there's a whole system that's just it's slowing down and people are just focusing a little bit more about why they're having sex and who they're having sex with it's just much more of a well thought out plan yeah because i mean i guess it's one thing if like their sexual appetite isn't up 
Like, my for me, learning about my sexuality made my sexual appetite go up, but my kind of promiscuity levels go down mm. because it was much more important to do sex in a safe space. Yeah. Then seek it from a stranger that I don't know if they're on the same wavelength as me and I don't trust. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I don't know. I never thought I thought about sex like this, but I do. No, I think it's really This is like therapy, it's like sex (laughs) therapy. Yeah, and I guess like there is this thing about with men's discussions, especially kind of heterosexual men's discussions about sex, like the whole locker room thing. And the thing that you can feel really betrayed by is if your partner will speak about your sex life with his friends. And I mean, I think that is giving a nod to the way that some men can speak about women in a really derogatory way and say stuff that might slut shame them or might make them feel bad about their sex life. And I often think, oh, I might be disclosing something about my husband maybe that he doesn't want people to know because it is private. But then at the same time, we should all be open and not... If if we're all open and honest about how we're feeling and some of the things that come up, Mm. then I think it'd help everybody. But it is that private thing, especially when you're in a relationship with someone you love, like to be like... Yeah, totally. It's it's about, I don't know, as, as every bit of feminism is about giving women the choice to decide when to disclose it to who to disclose it to and how to disclose it it's it's the option at this talk i found it really fascinating that they were very firm on speaking about how women should talk about sex we should be having these conversations and it was just like not everybody in that room is going to want to open up and i was probably one of the women who didn't uh even though i felt like very comfortable it just i didn't feel that it didn't feel like a safe enough space they were all strangers i didn't know anyone there Mm. um Whereas talking to you about it, it feels a little bit safer, but not that's that safe. We're still still. Yes. <laughs> I love myself. I want you to love me. When I feel down, I want you above me. I search myself. I want you to find me. I forget myself. I want you to remind me. I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. I was 14 and somebody was texting me being like, do you want to have sex? <laughs> Fancy them. And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> I'll have sex. <laughs> you're such a lad. <laughs> you're like, you're like 14 year old boys. And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, don't fuck with put, me. Yeah. Put on my Adidas tracky bees and go out. But I was like in the shower and I was like, right. Um, what's this going to feel like? Because I'd never, Smart. I like I'd that. never masturbated. So nothing had really ever been up there apart from one random person was fingering me outside Barclays Bank. But um, so I just put as many fingers in my vagina as possible. And then I was like, ah! And then just like some blood came out. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, that's my hymen. It just went down the plug. And I was like, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone so quickly. And then I was like, right. Um, oh my God, so that is a vice article. <laughs> lo- losing my hymen down the drain. <laughs> and it's, it's like when you're having, that's the first time I ever had a sex wash. A sex wash? Where, you know when you know you're going to have sex and you just wash a little bit more carefully oh, yeah. and do a couple of layers of perfume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you know, get rid of any hair you don't want there or mm. just make the hair soft that you want there. Mm-hmm. Just keep it, keep it nice and clean. Condition your pubes. It's a different kind of wash that you yeah. have when you know you're going to have sex. Mm, I think so too. But in the end, I didn't even meet him because I got freaked out and just didn't turn up. 
the whole hiring like, thing was like whoa <laughs> what is this imagine if i'd gone oh my god <gasps> wasted sex wash and a funeral for your hymen <laughs> yeah big night straight down the street we should talk fun. about oh, this come on why not people might misunderstand what we're trying to say you know but that's a part of life great sex comes great responsibility that's if you're a woman the next thing i really want to talk about is something that's been plaguing me my whole sexually active life and that's contraception this does plague you doesn't it you talk about this a lot i do it's important to me i want to talk about how it's transformed women's bodies and why the fuck we shoulder the burden to ensure our mutual satisfaction in sex so from the coil to the pill to the implant to the temperature app uh, that makes you like track your ovulation cycles. There's just so many methods of contraception out there, but a lot of them are geared to the women's having responsibility. So in order for heterosexual women, and that is all I can really speak on behalf of because I'm a heterosexual woman, to enjoy using our bodies with a partner, we need to be on it with this shit uh, constantly. So uh, lesbians, with regard to this, you guys have it really, really good. Um, apparently lesbians often get overlooked in terms of sexually transmitted diseases interesting because people assume they have nothing to worry about right I I went to a talk on it and I was like oh my god I'm just sitting here thinking no at least you can't get pregnant but you can't get genital warts which is shit yeah but pregnancy dental dams shitter than genital warts I don't know I mean actually they're both sound terrible I mean you get baby in a pregnancy yeah I mean you might not want that baby and that's your choice but New life. Can you compare new life to a wart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> Depending on your life situation, obviously. Pro-choice. Um, no. Yeah. 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 Pro-choice. Pro-choice. Yeah, yeah pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I the right thing. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just, it's been something I've been taught about since 14. Yeah. And I'm still learning new things. There's new apps that come out all the time. I meet so many women that are have tried loads of different things i've met women who have thought think that the pull out method is a reasonable method of I contraception people did that at school people are doing that now 2017 why are they Charlie? doing that it doesn't work pre-cum it's awful um what's your preferred method of contraception um i'm on the pill and i've been on the pill for a very long time i've just recently changed it because they were like oh my god you've been on this pill for 10 years get off um but i'll probably come off it soon just because um, condoms are easier, and I don't, I don't like taking hormones all the time. Like, I'd rather not take it if I'm honest. But, and I, but I've had such bad experiences with the implant and the coil. It really fucked me up, and like, I just want to be without any hormone in me, mm. just to try it, just give it a go. Yeah, I've no idea what my natural flow is for my period. I've no fucking idea mm. because I've just been on contraception since the age of about fifteen. Yeah, I've got a friend who's had the implant that's um, it's a little chip that's inserted into her upper arm. Yeah, I had that. Forearm, and uh, she hasn't had a period for two and a half years. Wow. And I was talking to her recently about it, and she was, 
yeah, she was just saying lots of different things about how she felt about it. But uh, I just can't imagine not having a period. But then, God, you could just have so much sex. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> yeah. But then I kind of like the thing of... I don't know, I like, I like having a period because it feels natural and it feels the way my body is. Mm. And I feel like that's something I've been finding quite problematic to talk about, like that idea that it's natural because then I feel like we're dismissing women's experiences that cannot have periods or have true. problems with that's their so ovaries true. or polycystic ovaries and that whole idea of them being less natural than us, mm. just, it just isn't true. Um, true. But I know, I know what you mean. It, it makes me feel like I'm functioning, but then that's terrible because then what am I suggesting that they're not functioning? Like, we're all just trying to get, get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> get on with it. Life, on life with or sex. Dying. But we're trying to get to the end. episodes of like planet earth and then you see all that different ways that different species across the globe have sex and you're like thank fuck i'm not a cat you know just like (laughs) really glad that the way that we have sex is a there's at least some element of pleasure i think it's like us and dolphins that, that feel that and also that it's not just like rape like constant rape which is kind of what happens across animals mm. everywhere else yeah, yeah, the attack and cat being caught, being catched. Mm. But I think there is an there is an element of that within human beings, and that's where we have the gender kind of gap in the way that we view sex and who who's it for, who's getting the most out of this, and it's what we have to get away from because we're enlightened beings. We have thoughts, we have feelings, yeah. we have compassion, we have morality. Mm. Don't fucking stealth, basically. That's Don't rough. stealth, people. It's fucking gross, man. It's such Who a weird taught word you to do that? Well. It's like a creepy kind of word of some peeping Tom looking through a hole, like stealthily looking at you. Yeah, I always got the whole, like, if you don't get tested for chlamydia, you're going to become infertile. But then that's so weird because, again, women are taught, don't have sex, don't have sex, you're going to get pregnant, you're going to get pregnant. And then you hit an age where it's like... <gasps> you got to get pregnant. You're not going to be able to get pregnant. Yeah. It's like there's no <laughs> bit in between where we're just like, oh, we're just having sex of fun and like, maybe we'll get pregnant. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Da, da, da. Like, it's just either or, you know. It's like that self-congratulating con- thing in like your late 20s when you're like, yeah, I've been to university. I've got a job. I haven't accidentally got pregnant. I made it because I didn't accidentally get pregnant as a teenager. And then suddenly everyone as soon as you start approaching 30 everyone's telling you you need to have a baby soon otherwise you won't be able to have a baby mm-hmm. and it's like your sexual life feels like it's going to run out mm-hmm. because the purpose um for so many people especially kind of maybe religious people for, for having sex is to, to procreate yeah but i want to be having sex until i'm an oap like People love sex in their later life. Apparently there's a rise in sexually transmitted diseases amongst the elderly because they're not educated in them as much as we are. So they're not using protection because none of them can get pregnant. I heard that too, which sounds pretty exciting for the future. I'm just saying. (laughs) Because like, let's be honest, your husband will probably die before you do. (laughs) 
I mean, Jimmy. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. <laughs> and I really hope <laughs> you. I don't even have a panic attack. Gosh, Jimmy said that. If you had a chance to ask or tell your younger self to give yourself a bit of advice, what would it be? Know your vagina. <laughs> like, just know it. Just, know it. I didn't know what all the holes were. Like I remember getting being passed a tampon and not really understanding what hole what that there was more than one hole, like, and just, and like the clitoris is not just what you think it is. It's massive. Look it up. Everyone Google it. We'll put a picture of it up on the das stuff because I I had no fucking clue. Mm. If I have children, I'm gonna give them books about sex. I'm gonna talk to them about sex as much as I can, so they know what they're dealing with. I had no idea what I was dealing with, and it's an embarrassing journey when you don't understand what spunk is, when you don't understand that you can have an orgasm. It's fucking humiliating, <laughs> and like giving someone a blowjob and not knowing that you're meant to suck, <sighs> like not blow yeah do you know what I mean like, yeah of course why do they call it blow job yeah because suck job just sounds weird <laughs> some people call it that I've heard people <laughs> call it that and it makes you feel like they're a bit raw I don't know oh. try and clean after sex and it's it's fine for sex to be really dirty and filthy like you know get really sweaty and wet and icky and enjoy it if that's what you're up for but just personal hygiene is important have a little health. wee after sex mm, that helps little wee before you fall asleep because then if you're feeling good the next day. I like to have a little wee after sex, but I also don't want to ruin the after sex glow moment. Yeah, you don't want to like just like get up and be mm. like, sorry, I'm going for a wee. Yeah, you need to be, you lie there for like a good, well, minute. You don't have to lie there either. Get on top, go sideways, <laughs> bend over, do everything that you want to do and experiment with it. Mm. And, you know, maybe try anal once. I've never done it, but... <laughs> just once, one but... time. One time try anal. I, I remember someone at school used to do anal because they didn't want to get pregnant. Yeah, the and they didn't. They never had, there, yeah. never had vaginal sex. Which is just just do anal. Wow, this is so heteronormative, isn't it? This conversation yeah, it makes me feel bad that we have being sexually open and working on things that you think aren't good. Like I think sometimes you can we can have conversations where we're a bit braggy about. Yeah, I love orgasming. I can orgasm whenever I want. I masturbate all the time. Yeah, I'm in a really good relationship. Like, <laughs> it's so braggy. Because yeah. sex is so complicated. There's yeah. so many different parts of it. There's so many different ways to do it. So many different types of relationship you can be in. And just you do you. You do you. <laughs> That's a great Literally. way to do it. Do you. Much- and if you're at home now listening to us, maybe masturbate to us. <laughs> We'll put on a nice little, ah, oh yeah, like that, they're right there. <laughs> Is that not the noise you make? That's, uh, well, that's the noise I thought I should make, but really it's a lot more, like, <laughs> it's a lot more earthy. Like, ah, ah, <laughs> Someone once told me that my cum face is like, I'm terrified just before I come. I just have this I just a weird look comes across my face I'm like ah. <laughs> <laughs>